Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. Freitag, 20 Uhr. Ja, hallo, hier ist wieder die Solaris Empire Lounge mit Kitty Solaris, Labelchefin und Veranstalterin der Konzertreihe Lo-Fi Lounge, die jeden ersten und dritten Mittwoch im Monat im Schokoladen in Berlin-Mitte stattfindet. Und außerdem ist sie ja selber auch Musikerin, aber da, darüber sprechen wir hier ja gar nicht so oft. Hallo Kitty. Hallo, hallo Susanne, wie geht's dir? Ja, Mäuschen, es ist <lacht> ganz, ganz schick, es ist ja sehr heiß und ja, so. Naja. Genau. Wir und hören gleich mal am Anfang ein Stück von Sun Taylor aus Tel Aviv. Die spielen am 16.09. im Schokoladen in der Lofi-Lounge mit unseren Gästen, die wir gleich begrüßen danach. Who's at your window, my dear? At your window laughing, who? In such a storm, let him in and he'll never go home. Who's at your window, my dear? At your window laughing who in such a child of the storm Let him in and you'll never go home Let him in and you'll never go home Don't talk about it Don't think about it anymore Just go Better just go The engine's running Eyes red and burning from the cold Then slow Talking Then slow All prisoners stand off to one side Their heads bound, covered eyes Tally the calm, wait for it now The smoke starts The lions fall Your window laughing, who in such a storm? Let him in and you'll never go home. At your window, my dear. At your window laughing, who in such a storm? Let him in and you'll never go home. Lights in the sky, lights on the ground, they're coming out. Just go. a sign, give us a sign, who's asking for it so long, they're holding us for so long, one foot at a time, all together, don't let them break it up, break our sound, break out, we can survive as the stars shine now, Go home, who's at your window, my dear? At your window, laughing, who in such a child of a storm? Let him in, and you'll never go home. Let him in, and you'll never go home.
Wir begrüßen jetzt unsere ersten Gäste Stefan und Benjamin von Bikini Jesus. Hallo, Hallo. wie geht's euch? Gut, gut soweit. Hallo. <lacht> Schön. Ja. Ihr spielt ja am 16. September in der Lofer Lounge mit St. Taylor zusammen. Genau. Vielleicht könnt ihr erstmal was über eure Band erzählen. Wie habt ihr euch getroffen? Seit wann macht ihr Musik? Ja, also wir machen seit zwei Jahren Musik zusammen und ähm, eigentlich ähm, haben wir uns so, also ich glaube, ich war so ein bisschen der zentrale äh, Angelpunkt in der ganzen Sache. Also ich kenne mhm. Stefan schon aus der alten Band, ähm, aus der er früher ausgestiegen ist als ich. Und, mhm. Aber wir haben Kontakt gehalten und haben immer noch weiter an Songs rumgeschraubt. Ähm, und ähm, die Bassistin ist, eine sehr, äh, ist die Schwester einer sehr guten Freundin von mir. Und ähm, das war dann schon so das Grundgerüst. Und dann kam Eva noch hinzu. Äh, da habe ich halt mal so ein Video ihrer alten Band gesehen und fand die Stimme ziemlich äh, beeindruckend und dachte, das passt ganz gut zu uns. Und äh, ja, nach ein, zwei, drei Proben war irgendwie auch klar, dass das wirklich ganz gut passt das und, ja. und dass es funktioniert. Ja. Okay, dann hören wir doch gleich mal rein in einen Song von euch und zwar Under a Spell. Mhm. Das ist unser erster Song übrigens, den wir hier zusammen geschrieben haben. Mhm. Passt ja. Mhm.
würdet ihr eure Musik dann beschreiben? Was ist es für ein Stil? Also ich hatte so ein bisschen an Shoegaze gedacht. Mhm. Also wir sind vier unterschiedliche Menschen mit unterschiedlichen Geschmäckern und daraus bildet sich dann insgesamt etwas. Aber es wurde schon als Dream Pop beschrieben und ähm, Benny spielt auf jeden Fall Surf-Gitarre, aber er mag auch Cure sehr. <lacht> ja. und, äh, ich versuche immer Beats zu spielen, die vielleicht nicht ganz so... Ähm, also ich versuche mir immer etwas auszudenken, was nicht so typisch ist und ich glaube... Oder hat so eine spezielle Art Bass zu spielen, die auch Benny so nicht könnte. Wenn also <lacht> ja, Benny kommt häufig mit der Melodie an, aber Oder macht dann am Bass was völlig anderes so. Ja, ich glaube, es gibt eher so, es gibt so ein, das ist jetzt nicht irgendwie so ein, so ein spezielles Rezept oder so, wo man hin will, sondern es gibt so Bestandteile, die wir irgendwie alle ganz gerne mögen und jeder bringt halt irgendwie unterschiedliche Sachen rein. Also in der Tat, es sind halt Reverb-Gitarren, die klar an Shoegaze erinnern, aber die Beats passen dann irgendwie nicht mehr so richtig. Mhm. Und es der Gesang manchmal wird, also Eva wird manchmal mit Messi Star verglichen, vom ja. Gesang her, was irgendwie ja auch kein Shoegaze ist. Also es ist so ein, irgendwie, ja, es ist so ein Resultat von, von verschiedenen Bestandteilen, ähm, aber jetzt kein, keine Zielrichtung, wir wollen da und dahin, sondern es mhm. ist einfach das, was passiert, wenn wir vier zusammen Musik machen, glaube ich. Mhm. Genau. Und wer schreibt da die Songs? Wie, wie läuft das ab? Ähm, es ist, es, eigentlich ist es sehr, sehr, ähm, sehr kooperativ, würde ich sagen. Ja, also Benny kommt häufig mit einer Melodie an oder mit einem Riff oder so. Manchmal Strophe, manchmal Strophe und Refrain und dann gucken wir, was passiert. So spielen wir das einfach mal und dann ja. wird es häufig umgebaut. Und es <lacht> ja. Passiert was völlig anderes, als er sich gedacht hat. So. Ja. Und ja, es ist in der Tat ja. nie so, dass wir mit, mit dem Song rausgehen aus dem Proberaum, den ich vorher, mit dem ich reingegangen bin, mhm. was ich aber immer als positiv irgendwie empfinde und wo ich mir denke, ja, es ist... Es ist ein kreativer ist, Prozess. Absolut, absolut. Das ist irgendwie sehr und dann, dann zaubert Eva irgendwo eine Gesangsmelodie, <lacht> wo nie ganz so klar ist, wo, aber das passiert häufig sehr spontan. Ja, und ihr habt ja auch vorher schon Songs veröffentlicht und die findet man auf eurer Bandcamp-Seite. Das ist vielleicht ganz wichtig zu erwähnen. Und wir hören jetzt noch rein in euren Song Second Best Coast.
Und ihr habt ja auch gerade ein Album in Arbeit, richtig? <lacht> wir haben äh, Aufnahmen, an denen wir arbeiten, schon eine ganze Weile. Das stimmt, ja. Es ist, ähm, es ist so ein bisschen dieser DIY-Prozess, der sich auf mittlerweile ein Jahr zieht. Ähm, ja, ja. Also ich habe so ein kleines Mini-Studio äh, und äh, zu Hause? ja, genau, so eine Wohnzimmer-Production quasi. Toll. Ja. Und ähm, ja, das äh, hat den Vorteil, dass man wirklich lange an seinen äh, Sounds rumschrauben kann. Und es hat auch den Nachteil, dass man lange an seinen Sounds rumschrauben, <lacht> <lacht> rumschrauben kann. Und, äh, aber ich glaube, in alles in allem äh, ist es äh, fast fertig. Ja, ich würde sagen noch. Also ich weiß nicht, wie viele Songs es gerade sind, aber es sind eine ganz gute Menge und äh, die Song, also die Qualität ist sehr gut auf jeden Fall, die ist top. Und ja. in welchen Bands spielt ihr denn eigentlich alle noch? Also ich habe gelesen, dass ihr alle in verschiedenen Bands noch spielt. Ja, also Benny hat nur Bikini Jesus tatsächlich, aber ich spiele noch in drei anderen Bands, also in Mary, Ocha und Your Government. Ja, und Mary Ocha ist ja auch gleich zu Gast. Und äh, dann gibt es noch zwei Bands, die heißen Love Lanes und Dead Sentries. Das ist beides so Punkrock-artige Sachen. Mhm. Oder hat früher in einer Band gespielt, die heißt Eskimos. Mhm. Ja, die kenne ich natürlich. Ja. Du auch kennst, genau. Und dann hat, wie hieß die Band von Eva? Äh, Allee Les Autres. Genau, die waren auch auf Tour und so. Die saßen in Trier, glaube ich. Ja, genau. Ja. Ja. Mhm. ja, ihr seid wahnsinnig aktiv. Das ist mhm. unglaublich. Ich freue mich sehr auf den 16. 9. Wie uns auch. Ja, wie uns auch. Ja. Sehr gespannt. Genau, und dann verabschieden wir uns jetzt erstmal von Benjamin, denn Stefan ist ja gleich noch bei der anderen Band dabei, Mary Otter and Your Government. Wir hören jetzt einen Song von Birte Wolter, die am 2.9. spielt, und zwar Sail the Sea. Took the blues and his Bible Leaving for the shore Sun's leaving on the horizon But he's bored, bored, bored He's gonna sail the sea He's gonna learn to
thinking you might be allowed to Go and say goodbye You're thinking you might just be gone to Go and say goodbye Go and say goodbye Begrüßen wir unsere nächsten Gäste, zu denen Stefan ja auch gehört, und zwar Mary Otcher and Your Government. Hallo. Hi. Hallo. Ja, also zu Mary Otcher and Your Government gehören natürlich Mary Otcher, Stefan Widdes und Oliver. I, what is your surname? I don't know. You can just call me Oliver James. Ah, okay. How did you found, found each other? In a, a creepy internet chat room Ooh. when we were discussing... Um, our fetishes that are rubber boots. Ah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is something you all have in common, yeah? Pink rubber boots. Uh, Pink. Mm -hmm. And do you meet uh, each other also outside of the of playings of the, with the band and so on? And then you wear your pink rubber boots and have fun together, yeah? Yes, we like to wear pink rubber boots and then jump in puddles. <laughs> While eating lasagna. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You look very similar. I mean, you guys look a bit... Uh, I saw a video and I thought you were almost twins. <laughs> we are, kind of. Because you have the same hairstyle, yeah. the same hair color and the same glasses. Yeah, and also you two have these... How is it called in English? Dimples. Yeah, dimples, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's, it's all part of the concept. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That sounds funny. <sighs> They had gone multiple plastic surgeries to look alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I'm, I'm crazy and he's sane, though. <laughs> okay, then it suits very well. It suits perfectly. Um, but will we we, we're going to hear a song first. Yes, from your vinyl called Man, Man vs. Air. Yeah. Perfect, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> 
That sounds fantastic. Um, I heard you had a lot of, I know you have a lot of different projects. How many projects do you have? Well, I have Mary Otcher and the Baby Jesus. <laughs> well, Mary and the Baby Jesus was what I did when I was about 19. And by the time I was about 22, I was kind of done. So it's done. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, there were multiple uh, participants and places and 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 I just kind of realized that it was easier to play solo. So for a very, very, very long time, I just kept touring by myself. Mm -hmm. So you have the solo project, Mary Otcher. And uh, you, you came originally from uh, Tel Aviv or something? Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I was born in Moscow and grew up in Tel Aviv. Ah, uh -huh. so you come from Tel Aviv. Like, well, I suppose, I mean, I grew up there. Uh huh. And mm -hmm. then uh, later, and you moved to Berlin when I was twenty. Mm -hmm. So you're here for a couple of years already, almost eight years. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a long time. <laughs> and happily married to a guy from Hamburg. Uh huh. Uh huh. Happy, yeah. Da da da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you tour a lot. I mean, you tour around Europe and also the rest of the world. Yes. Yes, this year I, I, I was lucky enough to go to Southeast Asia, which was really fascinating, and then Australia and New Zealand, and I'm going to go back to the US in September. Mm -hmm. And do you have a booking agency, or do you organize everything on your own? Well, I do most of it by myself. Wow. Mm. So yeah, so it's a lot of administrative work, which is not exactly the type of work I thought or prayed for, <laughs> but somebody has to do it. Hmm. Yeah, and so you you can rely on your own, and you know what will happen and <laughs> that everything is done or not done and mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear another song. Yeah, let's listen to Thunderbird. Thank you. 
84. Kreatives Radio für Berlin. Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. And you, you have a new record uh, that, that is coming out in November. Um, you're still thinking about the name or do you have any ideas? Frog legs. Frog legs? Yes, or pink rubber boots. Ah, yeah, like your fetish. Uh, right. Yes. It would be a good idea. It's a recurring theme. It yeah. also makes perfect sense because it's going to be on Klangbad Records. So. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. what, is, what is Klangbad Records? Um, there's a uh, record label started by Faust, and I'm like really th happy to be on that label because uh -huh. like one of my Faust favorite drummers mm -hmm. yeah, uh, is on that label, Jack Liebevite. So I'm like, wow, this is great. Yeah, it's yeah. And your music also sounds a bit like crowd, crowd rock? Well... I guess it's kind of debatable. It depends what your definition is. And I recently f found out that Germans don't like to be called krauts. That's what I kind of found too, that uh, more people call it krautrock and, and are familiar with it than people actually in Berlin and Germany, you know, when I was in New York. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what is your <laughs> stage outfit? Oh, well, I suppose if you look at the seven inch, you can get an idea of it, although it's maybe a little bit misleading because it's in the shadow. Mm. Mm -hmm. I have to wear a dress <gasps> and uh, <gasps> aluminum top. Oh yeah. my <laughs> <laughs> We're very reflective. <laughs> yes, it's a very reflective performance in general. Mm. And you're going to play a concert at Berghain? Yeah, we're playing as part of a Pop Kultur Festival on the 27th at 6.40, but it's already sold out, so uh -huh. I don't know if people already got their tickets or not. Mm -hmm. If you have a ticket, come. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I have got, I haven't got a ticket, but uh, I think it's, it's a, it will be a good um, performance. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and now we come to uh, our category inside the show. It's guess our favorite song, <laughs> or as Kitty calls it, ping pong. We haven't decided on a name for this category. <laughs> So we listen to the first song. You have to guess which song is whose favorite song. And if you are right, we play another song from you. <laughs> And if you are wrong... We, give, we make a ticket giveaway for September 16th. Not your concert at mm, the Bergheim, yeah. that's already <laughs> sold out. Wait, um, so I have to guess if it's your favorite song mm -hmm. or your favorite song. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get oh. it. All right. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Okay, listen to the first one. Yo, Def. Like I'm space, where I came from. Eleuter in Berlin. Yo, Def. Like I'm space, where I came from. Eleuter in Berlin. Yo, Def. Like I'm space, where I came from. Eleuter in Berlin. Yo, Def. 
Beste, Hörste, Klickste. Ja, so, what do you think? Which one is whose favorite song? Well, you're more of a goth person, and so the first one was yours, and she's more of a pop person because like, she's wearing a polka dot top, so that was, was her favorite. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. So the first song was from a band from L.A., L.A. Drones. It's called Rachel's Hyperbolic Decay. And what is interesting about L.A. Drones is that when they perform, they always wear masks. So it's not really known who they really are. And they were even performing here uh, in Berlin at Urban Spree this summer. So hopefully they will come back. And the second song was Ice Cream from Blur. So we listen to another song. Great. Um, I would say Dream, Dream, Dream. Mm -hmm.
beautiful. It sounds very good. <laughs> what what I want to want to ask how how what about your uh, live performance? You have two drum sets, two whole drum kits, and you play the keyboards or the guitar. <laughs> the guitar? Mostly the synth, though. Mm -hmm. Synth or the guitar? Mostly the synth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's so unusual. It's so um, is it isn't it a lot of work to carry two whole drum sets to the gig? Yeah. Is. But it seems, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, it feels quite natural to us, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of actual groups that have had two drummers, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Grateful Dead, Radiohead, uh, <laughs> to name <laughs> just a few. But, um, it, yeah, it kind of can hurt your back a little bit to carry around all that equipment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're the opposite of many bands who, who are only one or two people without drum sets, mm -hmm. who have all the beats from the from the computer yeah which because it's so much work but you have the whole set we're live that's cool yeah hmm. actually we're just pretending to be playing everything is being played from a little computer <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's true okay, i would yeah, i would so like that. to dial it in i, I really would but <laughs> i just can't so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so you can f fully concentrate on your performance exactly yeah. and mimic it Mm -hmm. They're mimicking really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're looking forward for the concert at uh, Bergheim. We can't be there, but we wish <laughs> you a lot. We still look forward. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> look, a, a lot of luck. And uh, we're looking forward for the concert at uh, September 16 with um, Bikini, Bikini Jesus, Jesus mm -hmm. and Sun Taylor. And we have another lo-fi lounge at September 2 with Marta Kolika, And oh, band, Virte nice. Volta from <laughs> um, from a, a small town called Hildesheim, mm -hmm. uh -huh. and uh, another act called um, Roller One. Mm -hmm. And we listen now to a song from Roller One from Australia.
Will I stay here at the sun Some sunny days Just to feel the pain It hurts a lot And I know that I Am 5.9. gab es ja auch einen... 5. August. Äh, genau, ach ja, ich bin immer so schlecht mit den Monaten. Da gab es ja, ein wundervolles Konzert. Genau, mit Isquay. Und davor hat noch gespielt Case Van Dusa, die war auch super. Und... Clemente. Mhm, genau, also alle drei waren super. Und ich bin danach sogar noch in die Verlegenheit gekommen, mit Isquay ein kleines Interview zu führen. Und das hören wir jetzt. Ja, und was ich wirklich das Besondere und Tolle an Isquay finde, ist, dass sie so engagiert ist, sich für die Ureinwohner Kanadas einzusetzen. Denn da mit der Politik in Kanada läuft derzeit einiges schief. Und sie nutzt ihre Musik eben, um dieses Wissen, um diese Ungerechtigkeit zu verbreiten. Um, so, my name is Isquay and I just performed tonight at Chocoladen, which was my second time performing here. And I had never been been to Berlin before, but um, last summer I got to come out and play here. And then I was asked to come back, which was really exciting because it was, this is my second time now in Berlin and in Europe. And I've just had so much fun. The space is incredible. I love the way people come to a venue because they know the venue or they know the promoter. And even if they don't know the artists who are playing, they trust that the venue and the promoter will bring in folks that they would be interested in. So that feels nice to know that um, being back, being asked to come back again, that there was this understand or this idea that folks might like to to come out the second time around if they didn't come the first time so that that feels really nice in my heart it makes me feel warm and and the space is just so giving in that way in in exchange like in in return uh being able to perform and then having the crowd the 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 folks who show up to the show be so attentive and generous with their energy right so when you're on stage and you're performing in front of a crowd you can often you can often end up in a space where there isn't anything coming back at you so you feel like all of the energy that you're giving is just being shelled out you're just 
giving it away and there isn't anything coming back in return. A lot of the music that I write is from a place of, you know, deep, uh, deep thought, deep emotion because of things that my community and my culture are experiencing back home. So Iskwe in my language means woman and my language is Cree, which is an indigenous language. And a lot of the conversations that I have through the songs that I write are on that topic. So on the topic of culture and and there's a lot of things that happen in my community back home in Canada and the United States between native people indigenous people, First Nations people, There's, these are all the different words that we use. The relationship between Native people and the rest of Canada or the US or the world is kind of strained still. Like there's, there's a bit of um, tension that exists because the relationship hasn't been strengthened, right? Mm -hmm. So the music that I write talks about these issues, talks about the co these conversations, but in a way that tries to build bridges and build relationships. So I'm not trying to be mad all the time. I'm not trying to be sad or hurt about things that have happened in history. I'm trying to acknowledge things that have happened and move forward and build a relationship between native and non-native, right? So that there can be that that sense of camaraderie and friendship and understanding because I don't want to forget the past. I don't want to, I don't want to pretend that it didn't happen, but I do want to continue on in life with, you know, a a positive footing. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So when I perform to spaces where these are the conversations that I have in the songs that I'm writing and the lyrics that I'm writing. And I go up on stage and it's, a, it's that space where you give so much as a performer and then nothing's coming back to you. It feels really hard because there's such, it's coming from such a vulnerable space. It's coming mm. from, you know, like the, the deepest part of my spirit. Not only am I giving my art, but I'm talking about something that is my family, my mom, my sister, my aunties, my grandma my great-grandma, my great-great-grandma, like all the way back, right? I'm talking about about our history. Mm -hmm. So to come to Chocolat and to come to Berlin and have that conversation with a room of people who don't know who I am and not feel that separation, right? To have the opportunity to perform and feel energy come back to me and people listening and being a part of it with me it's just the best feeling in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also think it's a, it's a very good aspect that you try to connect instead of fighting against something. Because if you fight against something, you always only make things worse. Absolutely. And just the, the anger on each side just increases instead exactly. of bringing things together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you have to be able to find the balance between the emotions that you're feeling about something and finding a way to release those emotions without just dumping them somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? Because if you just dump, you, you know, like if you just take all of the all of the feelings that you have and you just chuck it at somebody, you throw it at somebody else, then they're just going to feel bombarded and then they're going to do the same and yeah. throw it at somebody exactly. else. And mm. nobody's absorbing any of the root of it anymore. Like the, the element of what is the concern gets lost. Mm -hmm. 
this creation of positivity in general mm. that you can never create something positive mm -hmm. when you initiate things with anger or with a on a basis which comes from bad feelings or so then i think it's just not possible to create something positive out of it right. because it's just like this general thing of how energies work Absolutely. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think we all have a place in this world, right? The mm -hmm. way the way you respond to negativity coming towards you is going mm -hmm. to be different the way I than the way I respond, mm -hmm. than the way the person beside us responds. Like we all have our ways and our outlets. Mm -hmm. And I I feel lucky that I have art to mm -hmm. fall on as my outlet. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that outlet. I don't I don't know what my response would be. So I could never, I could never comment on that. I could never say this is the right way or the best way to respond to something because I just wouldn't know. You know, I, I have friends who are, for instance, a friend of mine is a native indigenous woman who is an Olympic boxer mm -hmm. and she's the first indigenous person, the first native person to make it to the Olympics uh -huh. for boxing uh -huh. ever. And she was a woman. And that's her outlet. Her outlet is professional boxing. Mm -hmm. She's not an artist. She's not a, um, a banker. She's not any of these other professions that you could be in the world. Not that you can release tension through banking. I'm not sure. Maybe you can. <laughs> but... She's not anything else but a boxer. And that is, that's her outlet. That's her source. She's also an educator. Like she goes into the community and, and speaks with young people. So she does have that link in that direct way. Mm -hmm. But my, the point that I'm trying to make is I, boxing would never be my outlet. I would not feel content punching things as yeah. a way to get rid of everything that I feel or to yeah. express everything that I feel. And she would never feel content writing words in order to do that, right? So, mm -hmm. so how we do it, I think, is going to be very different by the person. But it's just a matter of um, putting your best energy and your best thought behind whatever it is that you do as your means to express yourself mm -hmm. and to release whatever that needs to be released. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that if you approach things with this, with <clears throat> these thoughts, with this kind of intention that even though maybe, I don't know how big the impact is on other people, but even if you only feel yourself comfortable with things, then it already has an impact. Right. And I, I remember... I can't remember who I heard this from, and I think it might be a, a, it might be one of those famous kind of quotes. But the idea of fans, for, for instance, building or expressing yourself to reach people, right? You can attempt to reach the world, but really the, the biggest effect that you're going to have is reaching one person at a time. Hmm. And that one person, if you impact somebody one person will then share and that whoever they share it with might only impact one person and then they'll share but that's how you that's you know like the sprawl of how you reach people yeah. right is by impacting and focusing in on just being true to what you have to say and not worrying about who's going to listen mm -hmm. because if you believe in it 
and you are, you know, true and authentic, truth, truthful in what you're feeling, yeah. somebody out there will relate to you. Mm -hmm. And then they might share it and they might share it and they might share it. And then it goes on. But if the goal is to just bombard people with your information, be like, a preacher about it and shove it down people's throats people don't want to hear that mm -hmm. nobody wants to be told what to do yeah and right? i think also that people or most of the people i hope so mm -hmm. are very sensitive and recognizing what is authentic or what is just commercial mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. what is just blah 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 or what is really meaningful absolutely mm -hmm. you can tell you can tell in an audience in the way they in the way an audience participates with whoever it is on stage, what the audience motivation is and what the artist's motivation is. I feel like the relationship that exists between audience and audit, pardon me, artist and audience mm -hmm. is very obvious, mm -hmm. both as somebody who is an artist and an audience member, mm -hmm. right? Like I go to shows and sometimes you just want to be entertained and there's no connection, there's no deep thought there's no um additional level to what it is that you're observing mm -hmm. and then sometimes you want that you want that connection so it just depends on the day the person the show all of the above mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that that um that's a good you know this is all sort of the reason why i've chosen the song that I was hoping you guys might be interested in playing. Yes, very. <laughs> um, I know that you've played one of my other songs in the past called Nobody Knows, which is a tribute to Canada's missing and murdered Indigenous women, uh, which is a movement that exists not because we want it to. So in Canada, we have this very big issue that is a massive problem, and that is that we are losing our native women, our indigenous women, at a very scary rate, a very high rate. So over the past few years, and few years, I mean like 10 to 15 years, we've had thousands of women, indigenous women, who have gone missing or who have been murdered. And that's in a very small population, mm -hmm. right? And not only that, but our government has gone on record, so Stephen Harper, our, our Prime Minister, has gone on record, he did a public, a public inquiry was requested. So that's, you know, where people ask the government to go in and look at something and spend money to figure out what's happening. Stephen Harper went on record to, to deny that request because the issue was not on his radar. Hmm. And so, so that was something that really hit me. It really was just like, this is the country that I live in that I'm supposed to feel safe in, and yet our prime minister is not acknowledging the fact that we're going missing as being an issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah, you can't feel protected. You can't then. feel protected, mm -hmm. right? And Canada na is a nation that, you know, we're kind of like Switzerland. We're like the safe people, right? Exactly, like yeah. We're the hippies of the north. The, the rest US. of the world thinks so. And yeah. uh, even the rest of the world doesn't know about doesn't these know. things. And that's a, ve that's a very interesting point because there's a lot of issues that are happening in Canada. I won't go into all of them, but we're not that safe nation anymore. And we haven't been for a while. And this is one of those issues that I personally cannot be quiet about anymore. Mm. So I'm very grateful that you've played Nobody Knows in the past. However, today, um, I do have another one that I would hope that you might play called Will I See, which is a song that I wrote when I went back to my home community in Winnipeg. 
And I had been there after being on tour, actually here in Europe, but also at Schokoladen. And I went back home. And when I got home, two days after I got home, one of our young community members went missing. She was 15. Her name is Tina Fontaine. And two days after she went missing, her body was found in the river in Winnipeg. And it, it just, it hit me really hard. So I wrote this song after watching my community mourn and then come together. So I watched my community grieve and feel sadness. And then I watched it come together and stand, you know, like as a, as a united front and speak out, start to speak out on this issue. And I was inspired by that strength in my community. So I wrote this song and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, thank you a lot for this interview. Oh, thank and you. For your It's been so lovely to meet you. <laughs> yeah, you too. And yeah, all the best and wonderful. Yeah, thank and you. thanks for your courage. Oh, thank you so okay. much. It haunts me like a melody. I just can't shake from my mind Young hearts belong to somebody They didn't take off and hide Footsteps traced their path to be So they walked alone, blind No one knows what their eyes have seen Or if they were traded in kind If they were traded in kind I'm 
Yeah, and Oliver, I heard you are recently very much into the set Kermit and Eminem, yeah? Yeah, uh, Kermit the Frog and Eminem, uh, they, they sound really good, both of them, I think, in their uh, mid-period careers. Um, I think they're both improving, and, uh, you know, shouts out to Eminem. Uh -huh. Is that the early mid or late mid? Uh, no, the, the mid-period, after he got off the drugs. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> So you feel inspired by it as well? Inspired by the greenness. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just heard that a Kermit and Miss Piggy got a divorce. Ah, yeah? Oh, really? That, that's no. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> What are, what's going to happen with all yeah, their babies? Yeah, because it's it's <laughs> chic to have a... Uh, it's a trendy now in Hollywood to have a divorce. Oh, so, so that's why it's sad, Kermit, now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's all right. He's still got Fathy and his friends. He's, he'll be all right. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we are all sad now, mm -hmm. and we are also sad that this show ends, and thank you for coming. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, ah yeah, the next show will be aired on the 18th of September. Yeah, und verantwortlich für diese Sendung ist Kitty Solaris. Yeah, and then we will see you at the concerts, except the Berghain concert. Have a beautiful summer. I like it so much. <laughs> finally, finally. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Und zum Abschluss haben wir dann noch von Bikini Jesus Chronic Cities. Viel Spaß. Tschüss. Tschüss. Don't die from heat. Tschüss. <laughs>